And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the Russell Pierce Raw Review. Uh, I'm your host, Ebu Russell Pierce, better known to many of you guys on Twitter as Backup Hangman. And I'm joined as usual by Rob of Orlando and a new special guest because uh, we have a new member of the Russell Pierce Raw Review. We are finally joined uh, by Jana, who is making her first appearance on the Russell Pierce channel. This will be her first Raw Review. Uh, we apologize, folks, for the lateness. Um, you know, we had some technical difficulties, genuine technical difficulties. I promise you, I wasn't uh, just uh, oversleeping like usual. Uh, but we are live, folks. Please make sure to like the video, comment, subscribe, super chat, all that type of good stuff. Um, as usual, guys, you send the super chats, read them up on air and all that other uh, other jazz. But uh, Rob, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, pretty Pretty good episode of Monday Night Raw last night. Nothing to complain about. Mm. Uh, nothing to really yell and scream about uh, like last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, mm. Just a straightforward story advancing episode. And I'm really excited to get mm. into it today, especially with our new co-host. So. Absolutely. Speaking of that new co-host, Jonna, uh, welcome. How are you doing today? What's going on? Talk to me. Is she there? Did she freeze on us? I, think she, I, think... I hope she didn't freeze on us. Yeah, no, I hope she didn't freeze. I think she did. Oh, boy. All right, well, we'll while she gets that fixed and situated, um, yeah, Raw, Raw last night was, it was a pretty big one. It was in Anaheim, California, and uh, 13,000 strong in there. We had Netflix in the house. A bunch of UFC personnel was in the house. And um, we had a big opener and a big main event with Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre and Jay Uso versus uh, Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, so we got some pretty notable developments for WrestleMania. And uh, I think a couple paths are a bit clearer than they were uh, before the show. And so we'll definitely get into all that and our thoughts on the matches and, and everything that happened in between. Uh, but again, guys, first like, comment, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. And please send Super Chats. Um, Rob, let's go through some of them right now before we before we go any further. Actually, she's back. She is back. Donna, <laughs> you're back. Okay. Jesus. Okay, Donna, can you hear us? Yes. You know what? Let me take out my headphones. All right, I can hear you guys. All right, how you doing? Hello? Can you hear us? You're muted. <laughs> oh, dude. This is just... Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Um... Welcome to Wrestle Pierce. Yay! Uh, so there's a thing that we haven't done in a long time, and it's because we haven't had a new member in a while. But generally, when we have new members that come on our channel, we we tend to ask them first and foremost before we do go any further, um, when they got into wrestling and how they got into wrestling. So I'm going to ask you, Jana, how did you become a professional wrestling fan? Well, my family, we've always watched it, like back in the mm. days with Eddie Guerrero, you know, back then with Gold Dust. So we would just watch it all the time. My grandfather loved it. He has like every old school, like cassette tape that he would put in like the VCR, the, like, the VHS tape. So it stemmed from there. And then when I was younger, I had a crush on John Cena. So mm. I would just watch it all the time for John mm. Cena. Yeah, I mean, that's, it feels like that's a lot of people's journey with wrestling is is, is SmackDown in the 2000s. Um, just a really, really iconic and enduring period for a lot of people, you know, with that Eddie and Kurt and, and Cena and, and, and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad this is your first chance here at the Russell Pierce channel. Um, we're going to go through this Raw episode. 
uh, all you really miss is me essentially just kind of uh, billboarding the show. Uh, but before we do that, Jonna, we're going to go through some super chats. So, Rob, could you please load some of those up for us? All right, Andy, 200 rupees. The short backstage promos are a nice touch and get across stakes and personality. Strong promo work on this show from Drew, Sammy, Gunther, New Day, etc. But the six-woman deal was robotic. Cody is just him. I don't know about that last part. <laughs> the short backstage is a nice touch. Da, 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 the six-woman. Yeah, I'll get into it when we get into the review. I didn't like the women's segment. And it's because I, I think I'm over promo trains. I'm, I'm pretty over the idea of, like, somebody's talking. You cue the music. Someone else has their, like, one-minute scripted thing that they say. And then they just keep getting interrupted until everybody comes out and they fight. It's, like, very – for me, it's just really tedious because you just know where it's going. And um, I know that they, like, kind of wanted to just give uh, each lady a, a chance to have a live mic and essentially just kind of speak their piece. But I feel like there has to be a better way to do these things now that's just less um, – less contrived, less like just robotic and plastic. So I, I, I didn't like it personally. And, and I think the, the other issue with it was like, it stood in contrast, Rob, to like the rest of the show. Cause like, you notice all these new production quirks on Raw, right? And, yeah. and like, it, it made the show feel more like realistic and sports-like. And so you're doing that throughout the night. And then here you have this like very like 2015 ass Raw segment where everyone's kind of coming out, just reciting their like practice lines and, uh, I know, it just didn't feel genuine for me. I, I feel like there's a better way to go about um, just having them all communicate their message. So I, I wasn't a fan personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the one thing I, I will say that we have to stop in pro wrestling mm-hmm. is like, unless you're like really feeling it, and I can tell you're really feeling it. Like with Mox, you can tell he's you can feel it. Like with certain guys in the AEW, like we need to stop with a couple women when they came out and stop the forced emotional promos. Because it doesn't come across well, and it kind of just crossed like, like I'm not gonna say like Liv's promo was a forced emotional promo, but I didn't feel that she was just authentically emotion as emotional as she was about uh, in uh, as to, uh, opposed to other cases. And so it's just like when you have like these obviously forced promos when they come out, it doesn't come off. With, let them cut authentic promos is what I'm basically trying to say. Just let them do their thing. But last night, we're, we're going to get into the promo train a little bit later. So. Definitely. Andy, thank you so much for the 200 rupees. All right. Karan, 200 rupees. I'm Feels like the Empire Strikes Back stretch of Raw after the New Hope Victory Lab post-Survivor Series. The bad guys seem unstoppable, and the deck will keep getting stacked until Mania. I was saying this uh, last week when Seth Rollins cut that promo on 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 like Roman and, and Rock when he was talking to, to uh, Cody Rhodes. It feels like that. It feels. It just generally feels like that. Like like a two parter in like a blockbuster movie. Like when Cody failed to take down the Bloodline last year and he lost at WrestleMania. It was like, man, what the fuck? The good guys didn't win at the end. And uh, in some respects, you could say that was the Infinity War to this uh, Avengers Endgame. And uh, you would hope, presumably, like they they finally finished that 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 side of the story at WrestleMania. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like a lot of the, a lot of heel wins right now. And, and when I look at WrestleMania and like the projected card that could potentially happen, unless they just don't go this way, it does feel like a lot of baby faces are gonna win. Like Bailey's facing EO. And I would presume she's winning that match, right? Uh, Cody's facing Roman. I would hope Cody's <laughs> going to be Roman. I would hope Cody's going to be Roman. Um, and then you look look up and down the line on all the other potential matches. There's a good chance Becky beats Rhea Ripley. Um, you you would assume 
that if Chad Gable gets the match against Gunther, that he finally beats him there. Uh, Sami Zayn is talking about how he wants to walk out a champion and he's going to have a path to Mania. So, um, look, I, I don't mind. I, I think WrestleMania should be like fucking like the show where like people. I think that's to show you that where you should make people happy. You know what I mean? So I don't mind big yeah. things, but it feels like before we get to that, we're on the, the stretch of the, the storylines where uh, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of like heels on top, so to speak. I yeah. like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like especially with Drew beating um, Cody yesterday. Yes. He like hit like not for nothing. I have to give Drew his tens where tens are due. He's mm-hmm. been cooking, like, we're keeping the story alive on social media with his presence and him beating Cody, who everybody right now is like, oh, my God, like, what is he going to do? Like, we just want Cody to win, Cody to win. I feel like it's a good build because it's showing. I feel like it's going to help them both, especially with Cody finishing his story, because now he's going to definitely come into it with, like, yeah, I got defeated by Drew, but this is how I'm going to come back 10 times harder. Yeah, I liked everything about that whole opening match and, like, the way it was booked, so... Uh, we'll get into it later, but yeah, like just the way it was structured in a way that furthered both individual stories was, was really well done. So, uh, Karan, thank you so much for the super chat. All righty, Hush one ninety nine. Surely Rock is at Elimination Chamber this weekend. It definitely needs him. First of all, um, as a member of the Bloodline, and as a member of the Council and the congregation that they have, they um, don't know you, Rock. We do not. <laughs> anyway, we they don't do know. Not, we don't show up to and participate in events that are before 11 a.m. and after one uh, 12 a.m. We don't do that. Uh, that's something we don't. We just we're just not interested in. But Who's we'll we? we'll catch you on the raw after. You know. Who's we? That's what I'm. Oh, John, that's what we? I've been trying to tell this guy. Who is we, Rob? That's what I, I've been trying to tell him this for like months. Who yeah. is we, John? He's been you know? he's been he's been dealing with this sensation now for months where he. Not only does he think he works for WWE, so he also has this delusion where he thinks he's in this Judgment Day group chat. And then simultaneously... Oh, no, I am. He, and then simultaneously... <laughs> like you can't even say that with a straight face. He, he wants us to believe that he's the official correspondent of the bloodline. So I don't I don't know how he could be three things at once. I think it's part of Rob's... Israel tells me Rob has schizophrenia, and I think that, that might be the case. But the thing is, he's the hearing thing voices. Is, he sometimes Randy Orton era. You, exactly. You know, you know, see, the thing is, unlike you who you believes you're in the nightmare family, and you, know, I know you, I wear, don't. The, you wear the jumpsuits to work every day, you know, you, you just... <laughs> they look at you and go, Ibu, Ibu, Bobby, what are you doing? Why are you wearing this? You know, I am actually... You know, I have... I text him. You know, I have... You know, I'll I be, I be doing business, you know? No, you don't. That's <clears> with who? Like you do. With who, Rob? You know? Important people. I don't, I don't get it. I, I just but don't. But yeah, we're not, we're not going to Perth, Australia. We're not going there. That's not. That's I don't think that's Rock's going to be there. I feel like if he was there, they'd 100% advertise it so that you could sell some extra tickets. Um, do I think there'll be bloodline presence of some kind at the show? Probably because Cody and Seth are sure. going to get confronted by someone. Maybe they send Jimmy Uso out there. Maybe they send Solo Sokoa. Do I think Roman and Rock will be there? Again, for me, it's like if they were, they would have been advertised. But look, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I doubt it. I just, I just doubt it. Yeah. Um, Hush, 199. Y'all think McGregor does a WWE match at some point? Um... Even if you want to speak to this, or you, you, uh, should I? What do you think, John? I'll, I'm gonna ask you actually. Yeah, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like McGregor's he would do it if the money was right, 
I feel like he wouldn't get in the ring with some random. It would have to be somebody pretty big per usual. Mm-hmm. But it's not a matter of if we think he is. It's, do we think he should? Like, I really, I just don't see, like, Conor McGregor, like, getting into the ring and going for real grabs. I don't see it happening. I really don't. And I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. I don't want to see it. I, yeah. Go ahead, Rob. I think, I don't think he does a wrestling match. I think, you remember, no, you, I think they do a match, but you remember the uh, the Kane Velasquez? And Brock Lesnar match where they had it was supposed to be a wrestling match, but they basically worked a shoot fight mm-hmm. as a match. I think he would do something like that. I don't think he would actually like go in there and put on pa- kick pads and, but again, and boots and yeah. Jonna's question, and it's a very fair one, is should he? <laughs> you know? Should he? he is, is there a way to do this and it's not embarrassing for everybody involved? Right. No, I think, I think I Greg could. is like a hardcore dude. I don't think he's just gonna get in and like take a clothesline. Brock Lesnar, and here's the thing, it's like if Brock was like around still, you know, I'd be like maybe you want to you want to look into that. And I actually wouldn't hate a, a Brock Lesnar Conor McGregor like work shoot wrestling match, mm-hmm. uh, but Brock's canceled. So <laughs> who do I want Conor to fight on the roster? My answer is like nobody, to be honest with you. Um, so I I don't know. I I think this is like when he was mentioned last night on Raw, right? It very much was like cross promotion because of the TKO brand synergy thing. And so, like, Michael Chandler calling him out was not for a WWE match, of course. Um, and, and when people ask, like, how far should the synergy thing go, I think it should stop right there, basically. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you do some cross-promotion, you, you mention things, you have WWE wrestlers at the UFC shows and vice versa. But when it comes to trying to, like, make actual UFC fighters wrestle, um, I don't know. I feel like the ship has sailed, personally, for Conor McGregor to try, try wrestling, but... Uh, I could be wrong. I, that's just kind of how I'm how I'm feeling about it right now. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he's he. It, it doesn't really look like. I mean, I'm not one uh, health expert, but it doesn't really look like either. He's the the healthiest he's ever been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been eating his vitamins. It looks like <laughs> vitamins. Um, Will Chisholm, uh, five dollars. I've never thought in 2024 that Cody and R Truth have the biggest pops in WWE. Hey, they man. love they love that man, R Truth. You say what you want to say, but R Truth was hitting his five moves of doom and his corkscrew moves just like he was hitting them in 2005 tonight. So I don't know last night. So I don't know. What at I'll say about R Truth. At least he's uh, not a mobile. They love him. He does not move or act like somebody who's 52 years old. And uh, yeah, that that crowd was ridiculously hot for this guy. It was 13,000 people in Anaheim, California. We want truth while he's on the apron. They're going fucking nuts for him, like they like Jesus Christ is in the fucking building. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of this R Truth Judgment Day stuff. You guys know this. I've made this clear, but I mean, at this point, I, I feel like kind of an asshole to just kind of like be folding my arms at it. To be honest with you, like my rule is this: I cannot like something, and I have no issue voicing when I don't like something, right? But when it gets that over the way it got last night, like I'm not gonna like turn my nose up and be like they shouldn't do this anymore you like at this point it's like you almost have to throw your hands up and just accept that people really really enjoy this thing um so it, it is what it is he, they love him and, and as for cody rhodes of course they're gonna be into cody rhodes he's uh he's the best baby face in the world yeah um that is the last super chat 
That is the last super chat for now. Perfect. Cool. So we'll get right into Monday Night Raw then. Uh, basically, this show started, and I and I have to point this out because it's becoming more and more overtly noticeable. But WWE's previous production director of like fucking forty five years or whatever, Kevin Dunn, um, he retired, and they were they replaced him with a sports guy uh, named Lee Fitting. And uh, there's been noticeable changes in the production style in recent weeks, but it was like more overtly noticeable last night. Like they recently started doing this thing where they show people walking into the building, you know, with their like street yep. clothes and stuff. And they do that, like kind of cold open. Like they'll show the opening where they walk in the building. They do the thing where like, uh, they had those kind of cool little transitions into commercial, but now there's like, now they like run these kind of like almost sports center style video packages. And, uh, they're doing a lot more like locker room interviews backstage and like trying to have more realistic interviews when it comes to that. Uh, so the presentation, the presentation of raw, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the transition. They've also, Rob, I don't know if you've noticed this, on the apron LEDs and the barricade LEDs, mm-hmm. uh, it's like they've kind of toned, they've kind of toned down like the colors because it was before Raw looked like a fucking big red game show. It was right. red lights on the, on the sidelines. It's red everywhere. There's red on the crowd, red in the stage, red on the ramp. It was just a lot of fucking red and light and just beams <laughs> and lasers. Uh, but they 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 toned it down. It, it yeah. feels like a, it feels like not quite NXT Takeover, but very much one of those things where they wanted to kind of understate the lights a bit. Yeah, because tone you, it down a bit. You Go know ahead. what I noticed? Like, especially in watching the the old Raws that I've been watching, like from 03, a lot of what they used to do at the beginning and, and throughout the shows, even like when we watched the Attitude Era the other night in Discord, um, is they they used to show the crowd, like they used to show people at WWF New York. They used to show people lining up, still waiting to get in the building. And I've noticed that a Triple H is really a big fan of a lot of those old aspects of what they used to do while he was on top and in the business. And so he, he brings a lot of those aspects of involving the fans. Like, we remember, I, I don't know if you've seen it. We, we got a straight shot from outside the building showing fans walking around. Yes. Going straight into the building. Showing the entire, yeah, so showing the entire... The, the, mm-hmm. the arena sold out like the drone shots he was doing last year backlash yeah mm-hmm. I, I really like this new production now that kevin it seems like and i said this on discord last night it really seems like kevin dunn held the production back of what wwe could be presented as of course he did for sure 100 percent, 100 percent. i love that shot that you were talking about and like that long continuous shot they had during the um tag match Stuff yes. like that, it just makes you immersed into it. And then hearing the crowd when they see the cameraman like showing them off, and then you have yeah. talking about the crowd, it just brings that feeling. Watching like- watching WWE, Kevin Dunn's WWE production, and then watching this current production is like a fever dream because you're watching WWE's Kevin Dunn's production, and you're like, imagine if you had like five different cameras in your room, Jonna, and like you, you every time you're saying something for every word they have to cut it's to a, a cut. different camera yep. yeah it's just like i it, it, i like that it's very different now so me it's, too it's, it's more cinematic like i love the production like i again i give tens where tens are due and the production mm. specifically yesterday really showed how much they were holding back and i just like it it makes you feel like that old school feeling when you would see like all the fans getting crazy when they would show off their signs you get yeah. that and seeing it in like different aspects of the show is really cool to see i love it yeah yeah and and i'd like to transition to continue and uh move more into just the 20 uh 
I said 21st century, but just the 2020s. So I, yeah, I was a big fan of all the changes. It was very noticeable. The thing about Kevin Dunn is like, like his his productions and presentation style for the TV was very disorienting. But I guess because I just watched WWE for so long, you almost get used to it. But yeah. you forget for somebody who doesn't watch consistently, when they tune in, that shit is super disorienting. It's, it's super harsh. Like, it's very off-putting. And, and so that's why you always saw people on, like, social media going, like, bro, these fucking camera cuts are, like, insane. And when you actually, like, would look for it and check, like, you'd be like, yo, this is insane. Why are they switching angles every second? Like, yeah. just just pick an angle and just shoot it. And, uh, yeah, the differences were very noticeable last night. And, and I, I'm a big fan of the transition. We opened Monday Night Raw with straight to the action. We showed the, some of the uh, Jay Uso walking into the arena. And um, we opened with Drew McIntyre versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Drew came out first, and then uh, we ran a video package. And, and it was, like I said, it was this very Sports Center style video package. You get Cody's name in, there's a narrator explaining like the storyline and go leading into the match and stuff like that. Cody, uh, uh, you know, his path to WrestleMania, and Drew trying to forge his path to WrestleMania. And um, I, I like that we went straight into the action here because not every Raw needs to start off with like a, t- a tedious 20-minute talking segment. Mm-hmm. We know the deal with these two guys. They gave you the recap. We went right to the action. And um, the crowd was super hot for this, guys. Like, they were they were going nuts at the bell here. Cody and Drew are looking at the audience. And they're looking on both sides, and they're chanting for Cody Rhodes. And they locked up. And um, I was a big fan of this. I, my thing on this match, it was a three-segment match, went about 20 minutes my thing about it was it just felt like two legitimately main event superstars that have been built up really well. Yeah. And so uh, they had a back and forth match here. Really good stuff. Drew starts to dominate. Cody, you know, has his various comebacks. You know, when he does like a, he, he does a, his, his power slam. He did a Cody cutter early on in the match that didn't get the three count. Um, later on in the match, Cody Rhodes gets him with a superplex. Um, and uh, yeah, we we and the final stretch here, Cody does like that super Cody cutter where he runs up one uh, rope and then jumps off into the other rope and jumps off into the, uh, the Cody cutter. Uh, we got a couple reversals into a pedigree at some point in the match, a future shock DDT. They're going back and forth. The crowd is chanting, this is awesome. It feels real big time. It feels like a pay-per-view match. Uh, but ultimately, guys, Cody did not get the win because Jimmy Uso runs down from the stage, comes up to the apron. Cody's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then uh, Cody, still in spite of this, is is uh, is undeterred. He gets Drew McIntyre in position for the crossroads, uh, but another man emerges on the other side of the apron, a hooded man, and it's Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa takes his hood off. He hits Cody Rhodes with a Samoan spike. Cody Rhodes is is fucking is stunned. Drew McIntyre is like staring at Solo, like, "Is this what we're doing?" Okay, and he runs in and gives Cody Rhodes a claymore kick. And Cody Rhodes suffers his second only pinfall loss since coming back to WWE. His first was against Roman Reigns. This is his second pinfall loss, and it's at the hands of Drew McIntyre. And it's after getting Samoan spiked, just like he did at WrestleMania last year. Jonna, what did you think of this entire package? I loved it. I loved it. I'm sorry. I love Cody. Do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. All for him finishing the story. But yeah. moments like this, I just love it because everybody's expecting him to just go on this monster run of just like bulldozing through everybody until he ultimately gets to Roman. Mm-hmm. And showing that, okay, the same thing. We're catching you with the same tricks we did last time. And it, we're being successful. I love that. To me, that's pure wrestling entertainment. It's storytelling. I, to me, there's there's good and bad adversity. <laughs> 
this is great. <laughs> yeah, they, they did this replay, and it was like this football style thing where Pat McAfee circling and like it's funny. Like it I makes love, it fun. Tell you me know, last I, year what we have had like a little play by play NFL style by Pat McAfee on a match a, like this. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm I, I'm a big fan of stuff like this. Um, it it was just funny because it was like. It's, it's so obvious, like, you don't need to break down or analyze, like, how he, he's like, and then he inserts his thumb into his throat as you <laughs> I love, No, you know, my favorite part of the graphic is the eyes, the point of, like, basically mm -hmm. saying, basically saying the pinpoint precision it. accuracy. <laughs> You're like, at this point, Drew McIntyre saw what happened and realized he had an opening for the win. I'm like, I thank you, Pat. I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I was a big fan of this as well. I, to me, Rob, and here's the thing people think because i love cody that i think he should just like win every match again wins and losses have context and i yeah. think him suffering his first loss since roman um pinfall is emphatic and you wanted that to be something <laughs> that mattered what happened did i miss something that's 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 another thing all you fucking cody crybabies oh. <laughs> he's fucking daniel bryan and you motherfuckers haven't even thought about the fact this nigga hasn't lost more than two matches in three years since he's been back well, you should protect right. your top stars, but but going going along with that, if he is going to lose, it has to matter. It has to mean something. It has to really lead to something important. And so, giving that loss to Drew McIntyre, who's like on a fucking roll right now, mm -hmm. is, is, is a great booking choice. This, and to me, is the best work of McIntyre's entire career. I agree. I agree. I agree if I if I may. I wasn't the biggest fan of his um, Thunderdome era like push because I felt like he was holding back because he was a baby face that was constantly like in the chase, in the chase. I feel like being a heel and like, again, going back to what I said earlier, him keeping the kayfabe alive with social media, like with CM Punk and saying how he prayed for this. It makes it more like believable. He falls into that character of like stopping people who you want to win dead in their tracks. I love it. I feel like it's come so easy to him and he's really come into his own with this whole heel work that he's doing. And you can tell that they're building to the slow, like, I wouldn't say deterioration, but the slow bringing back of the Scottish psychopath character. Because yeah. the more and more shit that he does and the more and more shit that he goes through, he just he looks crazier every fucking week. So, Yeah, I, I think he's having a lot of fun with the role, obviously. But, but not only was it a good choice to give Drew Cody's first loss since last year, um, the fact that it happened again at the hands of Solo Sokoa is good because it played right into the segment right after where essentially Cody's in the in, in the in the um in the trainer's room. He he's backstage with the physical therapist or whatever, and he's super mad about it and he's clutching his, his throat. And um Adam Pierce is like uh, he's like, I'll take care of this, I'll find him, I'll do whatever you need me to do, blah blah blah. And Cody's like, Yo, I'm good, I'm good. And he he's selling this facially. Like, he is so upset that he lost a wrestling match. Like, he was so upset about this. There was no title on the line, but the fact that he's a competitor, the fact that he lost right there, right then and there to Drew McIntyre because of the bloodline, it made him so angry. And Seth Rollins walks in the frame, and remember, he's the guy who told him last week, I am the only person uniquely suited to be your shield against the bloodline. And look what happened. Cody went out there. His shield was not by his side. And look what happened. He was a victim at the hands of the bloodline. And nothing needed to be said in that backstage segment because he walked in, he looked at Cody, and Cody knew what it was. Wow, you, really, you made that sound like a little love story with Seth and um, Cody there. Wrestling his shield. Oh, my God. It's the truth. Though. Seth, Seth is his shield. And, and, and here's the thing, John. It was Cody Rhodes himself who stated, 
wrestling is a love story. And so how the fuck how the fuck a nigga supposed to be your shield and he can't he can't say the words that he's saying to the nigga you supposed to be shielding you from. What do you mean? <laughs> how does what's that un- work? What's Rob, what's understood doesn't need to be stated. You know, that's oh, wow. okay, yeah. what's, and what's understood is Seth Rollins is a bum. No, what's understood okay, is, let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. What do you mean? What, What's Seth is not a bum. I will not take this. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Seth does his thing. I'm a little tight that he doesn't get to have like a Mania main event yet. But I am happy that they're tying him into Cody no, no, finishing no. the story. Yeah, I'm not. Hold on. I'm not letting not this narrative good. slide. Because I praised Rollins. Yo, Rob for his... does hate baby faces. He does. Don't notice this? Hold on. No, 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 no. He's a freak, bro. He no, doesn't no, no, want no, the no. good guys to minute, win. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me explain. I remember I was sitting, I was standing here talking to you, Ibu, talking to you when I praised Punk for his promo, uh, um, uh, Seth, for his promo against Punk because he told Punk what he felt about him to his face and it felt real and it you felt like he was being a real that. champion. Yes, you no, only, you no. only liked that because he was shitting on Phil. No, I liked it because he was being a grown man. He was being a grown was he being a grown man when he was like, Yeah, Roman's corporate, Roman's Hollywood. And then when he got in front of his face, he was like, he finally stood up to it, guys. No, he wasn't being a fucking grown man. Rob, I did concede to you that week that like as much as I loved Seth's performance last week, we do need next time he's face to face with Roman and Rock. He doesn't need to step it up. He I, what to... I need to see he to does. believe to yeah. believe he's Cody's shield. I need him to tell him to his face, you mm. are lazy, you don't come to work, you, mm-hmm. they got people in the back, you call these people the number two, but these people are actually the number one, because they actually show up to work while you work five times a year, and you mm-hmm. claim to be number, I need all that to his face, I'm not, I'm not sitting here praising him for being, for being like, for being fucking chatty patty, I'm not praising him for that, it's not happening. <laughs> what, what, what you're saying is don't, don't talk about it, be about it. I like I like grown men baby faces. Pause. I like oh, grown wow. men baby faces. I like I like when they say shit to niggas' faces. I respect that. And, and like I said, the next step for Seth Rollins is, is to be about it with Roman Reigns. Yes. Uh, but like I said, in this in this backstage segment, really well handled. Cody's so fucking angry. I I, I lost again. I lost again. Yes. And Seth is like, my nigga, you know why you lost again? It's because of these bitch ass motherfuckers in the bloodline. <laughs> And you know who's going to take care of them for you. It's me. So, you know, next time, don't walk out there and don't and and, and not be strapped. You know, so <laughs> that, that's what happened. He's like, yo, like, come on, bro. You're walking into a gunfight <laughs> with a pencil. You running you know? around talking about you supposed to be my shield. You got fucking bunny slippers on. Like, what are you talking about here? Exactly, bro. <laughs> come on. Like, stop walking out there crazy. So so that whole thing was well done. Uh, we followed this up with... um with an Andrade video package. It's the second one in a row. Really well produced. Andrade's just looking cool oh, as shit, icy as shit. Especially <laughs> just kind of <laughs> this big <laughs> is crazy. Um, yeah, he basically, it's a very simple package when it comes I'm to I'm not taking this picture down, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> he basically is saying that, like, uh, wrestling is, is his destiny, and his destiny is here in WWE. He was just like, I am a fourth generation wrestler. I'm a luchador. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, you know, like I've been wrestling since I was 15. And I'm the, I was a former NXT champion. I held, I carried the United States title division, but I had to find a new path. <laughs> Latino. Yes. And again, he, he, he calls himself the real Latino man. The, so, no, uh, the real Latino man. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, calls himself. E, you played that, Rob. Wow. He calls himself. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, so, yeah, Andrade's the real Latino man. Wrestling's his destiny. His destiny's here in WWE. It's just a it's a, it's a follow-up to, to last week's video package. Again, well shot, well presented. He looks cool as shit. Can't wait to see him get going. Um, after this video package, guys, we uh, had a battle royal. A last chance battle royal for the last spot in the women's elimination chamber. And basically double branded. We had um yes. we had women from Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> and and the, the general gist of this is Raquel Rodriguez came back. Uh, Raquel was suffering from a skin condition. I don't know if you guys knew this. Um I, I forgot to forgive me, I don't have the exact name of the condition off the top of my head, but essentially um, hold on. I'll, I'll find it. You go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Um yeah, she, she was suffering from a condition and, and like her skin was really sensitive and she had like rashes all over her body. But thankfully, she's, she's it was back. mast cell activation syndrome. There you go. Uh, and so she was she was suffering from this. And I saw the pictures it looked really bad. She had like rashes all over her. But uh, uh, she made it back. She was in the battle royal and she was essentially the star of the battle royal where like she was throwing people out. Um when it comes to other like notable set pieces or things that happened, um, Zelina Vega continued her feud with Electra Lopez and they brawled on the outside once they were both eliminated. Um, aside from that, the other kind of story beat here was Chelsea Green who wanted to get her way into the match. And uh, she was just kind of like hanging in there and hanging in there. And the final four off the top of my head was I believe Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Raquel Rodriguez and Meechin. And so they're doing a big back and forth. The crowd was into Raquel, by the way. Um, so they're doing the big back and forth. Raquel, thankfully, wasn't in these. Hey, man, if I if I speak, but yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I if I if I speak, yeah. I Raquel, said all I had to say in the space. So exactly. I said um, that I'm gonna withhold my thoughts on Raquel returning and winning on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, wait, wait. I let, will let not me... be withholding anymore. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna finish this recap and I'm gonna throw the ball right to you. To yes. To unwithhold your opinions on Raquel winning. But, yeah, so she throws uh, she throws Zoe Stark out the ring. It looks like she got the win. But then Chelsea Green runs back in because she never got eliminated. And so so Chelsea Green is in here. And it's like, holy shit, is Chelsea going to fucking win this match? But Raquel throws her out. So Raquel Rodriguez wins the Women's Last Chance Battle Royal. And she will be going to Perth, Australia to challenge uh, in the Elimination Chamber. And hopefully... Uh, win the match to challenge Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. What did you think of all this, Jana? <sighs> I don't want to come off as a hater on my first show, but it didn't move me. I wasn't I wasn't really moved. I wasn't. I think maybe because like coming off the rumble and like anticipating seeing Jade, I'm just like, okay, Raquel, like that's fun. My personal opinion, I would have much rather had someone like Meechin or even Shayna in that spot because these are two women who know how to really get down in the ring. Raquel, she has her moments, but I guess maybe they needed that powerhouse in the mix since Jade isn't there. Yeah. But I just wasn't moved by it. I feel like, okay, you're putting her in the ring with all these other women who are like, they have somewhat of a story at least. And then what's going to happen when she does lose? To me, it felt She's like they, they absolutely said, we want a tall powerhouse that we can pin and not feel bad about pinning. And it's it's funny, Jonna, you, you were in my space, uh, I think it was Sunday night, where we were discussing, mm-hmm. like, how do you pin Jade? How do you pin Jade? I think they realized, like, yo, fuck it. We don't even, let's just not even worry about it. Let's not stress ourselves out about it. Let's just throw it right. And so that's what they ended up doing. 
Raquel's in the match. Um, I, I'm not I'm not as down on Raquel as, as you, but I also don't think she's like I don't think she has put it all together to become like a like to be a big star at the moment, but I do think she's a solid wrestler. Uh, so um, it's not a bad pick if you ask me. Uh, but again, even though it presents a booking nightmare, I still would have wished if uh, Jade Cargill was there. Uh, so we'll see what they end up doing with Jade Cargill uh, for WrestleMania. Uh, Rob, what, do you have any thoughts on this women's battle royal? Shout out Raquel Rodriguez, a real professional wrestler's wrestler, uh, a, a draw in the division. Um, she's one of the top stars on the brand, and her, her making her glorious return to a Road Warrior pop last night was a highlight of the night, and I'm very excited which, to see what she does in the future. You did uh, not what? say Road Warrior. I was going to say a Road Warrior pop. Are you serious? <laughs> is, is the pop is the pop in the room with us right now? What happened, Rob? What? what? <laughs> like, this did what? happen. This did. No, I heard. Y'all just don't be listening to Rob, man. Like y'all just know. What, what, was this was this Rob voice number three talking? Right. Okay. You know, <laughs> this is just not true. You know, um, but no, she she did make her return last night. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I was looking. I was not paying attention to this match at all, and um. And I noticed that when I looked down and looked up from my phone that Indy Hartwell was eliminated. So I, I definitely paid attention to the Battle Royale again after that. And I did like how they presented all the women. I just don't I don't like how they're presenting Shayna Baszler. At one point, Shayna Baszler was seen as God on NXT with the uh, with the title. And then she came to the main roster and she killed everybody in the Elimination Chamber match. And then she lost to a pregnant Becky Lynch. And then ever since then, it's been downhill. She's doing, she did the Nia Jax stuff. And then she mm-hmm. was fucking wrestling Reggie on Monday Night Raw. And it yeah. just seems like they have not found a way to rehabilitate her yet. She, you need to get her away from Zoe Stark. Um, I'm starting to think at this point, Zoe Stark is a lost cause. I'm not, is, um, for right now, I'm not saying in the future, but for right now, we've tried multiple different ways to get her over. Trish status didn't work. This is right. not working. We need to steer away from that ship for now. And let's present Shayna Baszler the way she should be presented because she is a monster. Mitchin should not. Mitchin definitely. She was part of the last four, right? It was Mitchin, yes. Raquel. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So Mitchin should definitely be moved over to Monday Night Raw afterwards and should be presented more as a star. And so, yeah, that's my thoughts on that match. So I agree about um, Shayna's presentation. I just feel like, like, I loved seeing her in the Rumble. And I just remember, like, when she was first coming around on the main roster, I was sold that she was beating Becky. And then when she did it, it did kind of extinguish her fire a little bit. But she's good. She's good at everything she does. So I feel like she could come back if they just treat her well. So we followed this up, folks. Let's open this thing up here. We followed this battle royal up with, and there's an ad on my screen. Sorry. We found this battle roll up with a Jay Uso promo. He was backstage. He essentially just declared that he was going to dethrone the longest running Intercontinental Champion of all time. And then we came back from the commercial break with Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax on a split screen interview. And uh, wasn't wasn't anything like to write home about when it comes to content. But essentially, they just kind of like restated how they were going to win at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, but what I'll say is even though there wasn't anything to write home about content-wise, I, I do like, just in general, I like the idea of a split-screen interview. It's very, like, mid-'90s WWF. They used to do these a lot with Bret Hart in the, in the mid-'90s. Um, and uh, it's, it's also very, like, 
old school MMA too, uh, where again, it's just two people. They have the earpiece on. They're talked to by an interviewer. They're asked questions and they just kind of talk their shit. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't have any, I don't have much opinions on, on this from a segment standpoint. John, what do you think about the Rhea Ripley Nia Jax matchup at, at, at Elimination Chamber? And, and what and what do you think about Nia when it comes to her return and her presentation since coming back? Have you been a fan of it? I have been a fan of it. I have been a fan. I listen. I know that she wasn't like the most peaceful when she first left, and she was, you know, a little out there. But she's come back and she's done her thing. The way that she just comes in with this "I don't give a fuck" attitude, like "You love me, you hate me, you're still watching me." I like that. I don't like the cookie cutter, like, this is my dream. I love it. Like, no, that gets stale. You have to have people who are, like, different and unique. That's what makes mm -hmm. people want to tune in. And I feel like with somebody like Rhea as well, who's so popular on and off this TV show every week, mm -hmm. it's going to be a good matchup for sure. You're going to have moments where you probably see, like, reversals from Rhea where it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, she just, like, lifted naya and yep, vice yep. versa and it's gonna be exciting they're both very charismatic the crowd is gonna be into it i'm not even worried about that match at all i'll be tuned in for sure i uh i actually think people are sleeping on this slightly because rhea ripley's a huge star at this point people treat her like she's a, just a big main event star yeah naya Jax is treated so dominantly on the tv she destroys everybody she has not lost a single match since coming back and um, until the Rumble when Jade lifted her, nobody had lifted her successfully off her feet um, mm -hmm. and slammed her uh, since coming back. So Nia, to me, I, look, again, people are going to, a lot of people, I think, have slightly outdated views on her and that they're, they're, they're thinking of her in the context of what she was when she last was here. Mm -hmm. and, and I think in this current form, she's a unique presence to the women's division that the division sorely needed. Um, she's one of those people that shakes the table. Mm -hmm. One of those people that just kind of... Um, yeah, she shakes the table. She she throws everything off in a good way, and so um she she carries herself like a star. She carries herself like she matters, mm -hmm. and um yeah, I think uh, I I think I think she's done a good job with this comeback. And what I would say is, I actually think in a stadium setting, Rob, this could be really fun because they're gonna be so into Rhea Ripley, right? They already love Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's Australian, unless I'm mistaken. Nia Jax gets super heat from the from the from the crowds, and so. To, just do the math. Stadium, Rhea Ripley super over, Nia super hated. They're going to be super into this thing. Hopefully it, doesn't, it goes about maybe, what, eight, nine minutes. And he just structured on big power moves and slams. And I think it actually will be fun. So uh, I'm I thought you to were it. at least going to give them like 10, 15, not eight or nine. <laughs> eight or nine also, I, I think eight or nine is the perfect time. No, I think that no, definitely. Um, I, I will say Nia Jax is, like you said, Ivo, is very different from where she was the first time around. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, I've been saying this for weeks now. I'm not going to stop saying it. Nia Jax, I think, should stay on Raw. I mean, should move to SmackDown um, when the draft comes around. And I think she should mm -hmm. go over there because you notice how she's helped. Like, Raquel, she didn't get a big reaction, but obviously she got somewhat of a reaction. And I think the Nia Jax match definitely helped with that reaction because and because now that Nia Jax is back and Triple H has the people that he has in charge, he knows how to work a big woman, little woman match. He knows how to uh, how a big man, little man match should be actually worked. And so he's presenting her now in that position where she can have a good match. And she should be a part of that rebuild over there when they when they do that. More stars should come over here. And then, like I said, 
They should be facing Rhea Ripley because Rhea Ripley's reign hasn't got the adjusted is that it's deserved. Mm-hmm. And it's not really her fault. She's facing a bunch of stars that Vince McMahon shoved down into the into like his bag of toys, like the the further down into the bag of toys. And so he's face she's facing all these people that I've never even seen, that have never had a match. And so she's not really having the type of match that that she should have with these people. And so it's not really fair to her, like if she's wrestling in Chicago with a Zoe fucking Stark, right? So I think we should start getting more, just more stars to face Rhea, so we can kind of get that that better title reign. Because I, 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 unless that happens, this Nia Jax match might be the best match of her entire reign. So, yeah, my my bold prediction is that it's going to be good. Um, we follow this up, Rob, with the our uh, truth line, basically. This was a parody of Dateline NBC, and Jackie Redman was walking outside with our truth as he kind of explained his storyline with the Judgment Day. And so it was just kind of a little quirky new little uh, skit that they did. Um, and then after that, there was a UFC challenge made because Michael Chandler was ringside at Monday Night Raw, and uh, and uh, Samantha Irvin introduced him, and he basically was just screaming at the top of his fucking lungs and cutting a wrestling promo, and he called out Conor McGregor. And that, that's kind of what we were alluding to earlier in the show. Um, this is a bit of corporate synergy and uh, double promotion between UFC and uh, and WWE. And uh, yeah, Michael Chandler has essentially uh, put his name out there. He wants to uh, uh, he wants to fight Conor McGregor again. Uh, Rob, you you really liked this, didn't you? Yes, I loved this for the simple fact that um I am a huge UFC fan. Um, as you <clears throat> as you guys seen last year around this time, I was watching old UFC cards, pretty much reacting to them on my timeline. So I love the UFC. Um, don't really like where it is now. That it's not really real anymore, but it is what it is. But I do like this kind of stuff. It kind of brought me back to that that two thousands feeling, where anything could happen in the UFC, and you got pretty much got called. UFC was UFC is mainstream, but it didn't really it hasn't really felt like it was the most important thing in the world in a while. And mm-hmm. so having stuff like this happen where. UFC stuff can happen outside of the realm of the UFC and callouts can happen outside of the realm of the octagon. I think that's kind of a good thing to start doing. I don't think they should start. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'd have to see how it would work to be a fan of like putting them in the ring. But I think like doing cross promoting like this could really work for them and get, especially could get WWE back to the point where they were 20 years ago. Where they the, were the most mainstream thing in the world. So, like I said earlier, if it stops here, I think it's totally fine. You don't want to go too far and embarrass both sides. You know, when like like if Michael Chandler got in the ring and tried to just play pro wrestler, it'd be stupid. And vice versa, if a wrestler tried to just do too much in a UFC show, it's just embarrassing. But this right. type of thing where he's kind of ringside promo, I think it's a cool little quirk. Raw is three fucking hours. You could you could have a one minute Michael Chandler promo. Um, so that's kind of my thing on that. Uh, John, are you a Chad Gable fan? Yes. yes love him i'm so glad that he broke away completely from being shorty gable you guys Mm. have given him the respect he deserves because he i love him i love chad gable i'm a big fan too and you know the root of it all john is that i love kurt angle and i feel like in modern wrestling there's a lot of wrestlers that evoke feelings of past greats but one guy who you can't properly i feel like very few people can capture the magic and spirit and passion and intensity of Kurt Angle. Right. And one of the 
people who does come close in my you're not, opinion. You're not fucking with Josh Alexander, big bro? Not to that level. Anyway, <laughs> one of the people that comes close is Chad Gable. I think he's such a versatile talent. He's so good. He's he's um, he's able to be funny. He can be entertaining. He'll, he'll he'll do the fucking WWE sports entertainment stuff, and he'll do it well. But when he time when it's time to get down in that ring, Chad gets fucking busy. And he so, makes moments too. Like I yeah. love a good Gable suplex. He oh man, the way he builds to the stalling vertical. Oh my right. god. He's just really good. You know, I was if ugh, I used to get so stressed out when they made him as just Shorty Gable because I was like, when he gets in the ring, he's he's not even Shorty Gable. Like this dude Carussell, and he gets the fans engaged. Yep. I like the Alpha Academy though. No, they're a fun tag team. Um, so we had we had Chad Gable backstage. He basically oh. said he basically said to Ivar. It's WrestleMania season, and it's time to get serious. And he told Ivar, leave your crew in the back. I'm going to leave my crew in the back. And uh, Gable said, it's time to focus on Chad Gable and, and said that his road to WrestleMania starts tonight. And so the stage was set. Ivar had his promo saying the same thing, basically. And um, we were set. Chad Gable versus Ivar was on tonight. But before we got to that, we had Judgment Day come out there. It was Dominic Mysterio. It was J.D. McDonough. Damian Priest and Finn Balor, and they faced DIY and the Awesome Truth. And um, like I said earlier, I am not a big fan of this Awesome Truth storyline. I Same. think it's a, it's it's a joke that they kind of stretched a little bit way too thin. Mm -hmm. um, however, however, um, it is undeniable that the heat in the building for this match was just ridiculous. This is a TV episode of Raw, and these people were reacting to this like it was the main event of WrestleMania. Um, no matter what was happening in the ring, these fans were chanting for our truth. They were looking for our truth's hot tag. And, uh, you know, this match, Davidson, Chad, uh, Johnny Gargano and DIY did their thing. They were the workhorses on the babyface side, but this is all about our truth. He tagged in. He got his hot tag on uh, on JD McDonough, ran wild. We went to commercial break. When we came back from commercial break, Tommaso Ciampa was getting busy doing his thing. And we had a second R truth hot tag. This one was against Damian Priest. And that's the match that people really <laughs> seem to really want to see is Priest and R-Truth. And so R-Truth is punching him and he's fighting him and he's he's getting his five moves of doom shoulder tackles. And they're going fucking insane for this sequence. He's doing all his fucking John Cena offense on, on Damian Priest. Like I said, the crowd is going crazy, but ultimately it's Damian Priest and R-Truth. R-Truth is a 67 overall. Damian Priest is an 80, 86. And so uh, the stronger man got the, got the upper hand here. Uh, Priest won with the South of Heaven choke slam, and uh, that was that. This match was about what maybe 15 minutes or so, and uh, super heated, like I said. And uh, Judgment Day got the win. Rob, what did you think of this match? Anyway, sorry, I loved this match. This match was really good. Um, I, I really because I saw the first example, like basically, I saw this match in person like a month ago when they did it in New Orleans, and it was it was really good. But I felt like this one, this one was really, really better because this time around, it didn't have interference. It wasn't like they were doing it. It's basically like, yo, me and you are going to, like you said, me and you are going to straight up wrestle. And we're going to see who the best man wins is because it's fucking WrestleMania season. I told Ibu, yo, I was yelling <laughs> in Ibu's DMs at the beginning of the show during the fucking Drew McIntyre Cody match. I was like, I was like, yo, this is what fucking Mania season should be. This is how Mania season should be presented. Mania season should be presented as, all right, it's time to no more games, 
No, it, WrestleMania is the biggest paycheck, the biggest payday. You'll hear it from everybody. The biggest payday you get all year. You get no page other than Saudi Arabia. You get no paycheck bigger than this one all year. And so you, we should be fighting to get to WrestleMania so I can get the fucking WrestleMania payday. And hopefully I can win a title or something so I can get the winner's purse. That's what this should be. And that's exactly what this match was. Chad Gable went out there and gave it his all. Um, Ivar went out there and tried, basically tried Rob, to. Rob, we're talking about it. Rob. We're talking about the Judgment Day tag. Oh wait, what? Wait, <laughs> are you okay? Yo, I'm. Just yo, louder. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yo, wait. What is this guy? Are you, you just went on a whole tangent, Rob. My fault. I was so yo. Uh, <laughs> so see, so, no, let me tell you what happened. I I got distracted because I clearly when I turned my camera off. I dropped my weed on the floor, so I was I was very distracted. It was an accent. You but, were um, yapping just no, now. Um, yeah, about a match I'm not talking about. I'm like, doing my thing. I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. Yo, uh, Johnny, doing... you know how I knew something was weird? Because he said, I saw this when I was live in New Orleans, and I was like, they didn't do this match. In right. New Orleans. So what <laughs> is he talking Yo, about? Okay, so over. basically, wait, so, so ignore that. I, wait, hold ignore... on. I can yap, Johnny, because I'm like, I'm like, find the note, Rob, find the note. But but he didn't <laughs> find the note. He went on a totally different, unrelated tangent. Rob, that's you're suspended so for five minutes. John, not bad, y'all. Um, yeah, no, that's not No, no, just, just, just stop. You're suspended from giving the opinion. That was crazy. Opinion. That was crazy as fuck. He just started talking about a completely different match. <laughs> anyways, 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 anyways. Jonna, what did you think of this eight-man tag? I'm doing Listen, was I, like, the most involved in it? No, but I am mm -hmm. always involved in our truth. Mm -hmm. I feel like he just has our oh, truth. Who doesn't love our truth? The fact that this long into his career, never winning like a world championship, like never being world heavyweight champion, none of that. He has made a point to be like whenever he steps in a segment, it could be with like the most dry people ever. He'll mm -hmm. get the crowd engaged. Like, who would have thought that in 2024, we're going to be like, oh, my God, R-Truth hot tag. Come on. He eats all the time. Um, but the overall match, I really wasn't into it because I'm mm -hmm. kind of like, I feel like the Judgment Day is just, the product is just oversaturated. But that's just my opinion. Um, but anything with R-Truth, I'm down for. I'm just like you said, I'm, I also agree I'm not the biggest fan of the Awesome Truth that right there i'm just like i'm not into it really i feel like miss should be doing something else i feel like our truth as like he has the personality where alone he could thrive and even in something like awesome truth he could thrive but in this day and age i feel like miss needs to skedaddle he needs to Find host free shows that, that that's what he should do he should host free. Mm -hmm. um so we follow this up folks with the Sami Zayn interview, he was backstage with Jack Jackie Redman, and she asked him about his loss last week to Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh, she asked him about the involvement of Drew McIntyre. And Sami said he hasn't been thinking; he said he's been thinking about it a lot. That he has to hit the pause button on the feud with Drew. He knows how obsessed he can get, and he can't afford to do that with WrestleMania season uh, upon us. Uh, Sami says he knows it sounds delusional, but he feels it in his gut that there is a path for him to become a champion and a contender. Sorry, a contender and a champion. At WrestleMania. Uh, so, yeah, this is another good stuff. Sami Zayn is a very sincere person. So when he speaks on TV, you believe him. He's very believable. He's down to earth. And so I love this. Just the presentation of just a locker room interview where Sami's just being very vulnerable and honest about uh, the state of affairs with him is, is, is always going to be good content. And, um, yeah, he, he says he expects to be a champion. We'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. 
What happened, Rob? He said a champion, by the way. For for he those did. in the comments that didn't hear, a champion. That was so that was very, very interesting. It was interesting. It was last very... week and the week before, it was I, I will be a world champion. I will be world champion. My my prediction is <laughs> I think he's going to have a short. We're still in February. WrestleMania is in early April. I think he's going to have a short two to three week program with Gunther. And I think, like I said last week, until he exercises the demon that is Drew McIntyre, he will continue to fail. And so I think whether it be because Drew costs him or what, I think Sammy's going to get fucked over in a Gunther match on TV. And then that's going to lead to Sammy finally challenging Drew McIntyre after he's won the chamber. And I think it'll be one of those things where if Sammy can end his losing streak to Drew and beats him, he can make his way into the world title match. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, again, Sammy has not won in a long time. He's on a losing streak. And he has never, ever, ever beaten Drew McIntyre in a singles match. Drew McIntyre right now is on fucking fire. He just pinned Cody Rhodes. I think Sammy gets his big dramatic win over Drew on a TV match to win his way into Mania. And, um, yeah, I hope that's what, what this is setting up. But we followed this up, guys, with a Becky Lynch in-ring promo. And this is the promo trainer I was talking about earlier. Uh, she just kind of talks for about 10 minutes about WrestleMania and the Elimination Chamber and Rhea Ripley. And, uh, essentially, Liv Morgan came out. And she came out to basically kind of, like, recite uh, what her storyline is right now, which is basically, you know, I was in a tag team with Rhea Ripley. I'm the last person to pin Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's the person that injured me. I won the tag belt to Raquel before Rhea Ripley uh, hurt me. And she basically said to like uh, to to Becky, like this story is about me and my situation, and I'm gonna be the one to kind of win the chamber and get her revenge. And she says it's like her revenge season or whatever. Um, she was interrupted. She was interrupted by various other wrestlers. Uh, the first one I believe was uh, uh, let's check here. It was Raquel. Raquel came out. She was doing her thing after Raquel. It was uh, Naomi. Naomi came out. Tiffany Stratton came out. Bianca came out. They gave their pre-written speeches. And ultimately, this led into a six-way brawl. Nia Jax came out and beat up everybody. And uh, she stood tall to end the segment, and she got big boos. Um, I wasn't a fan of this. I, yo, I, 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 was, <laughs> yo, I didn't hear what you said, so I was like, she had a big what, nigga? <laughs> but never mind. Keep going. <laughs> big boos. Like, boos. Right. Um, I, I didn't like it. I, I, I hate promo trains in general. I think they're outdated. And Same. Uh, promo trains in the middle of Raw, especially after the show like this, like I said earlier, where so much of it has been grounded in sports-like, it just feels very uh, 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 out of place. It's kind of my thought on it. The other thing is, because um, I get it, you want to give character development and attention to these women that are going to be in this match. You want people to care about them. I just feel like there has to be some better uh, outlet to do so, rather than I come out for my one minute speech and then you come out for your one minute speech and they just cue all these fucking songs like a fucking group, like a carousel. Cause it's, right. it's tedious and you know where it's going to end. They're going to just have their fucking group fight. Uh, so not into this. I'd rather just interview these ladies. You could do this thing. I, I had an idea last night. You could do a thing where maybe like throughout the night you interview each lady in different parts of the arena. Like maybe yeah. you do a stage interview with Bianca Belair two minutes. She, she says she talks her shit. You do an interview in the crowd with Jackie Redman and, and Raquel Rodriguez. You do one in the fucking stands with Becky Lynch or whatever. You just I do like that, that night and they kind of speak their piece. They say what they got to say about the Elimination Chamber. But uh, this one didn't work for me. Did it work for you, Jonna? No. I hate, hate, hate promo trains. I hate promo chains where everybody is just trying to say their little catchphrases just for the sake of having a pop. 
that just never moves me. I feel like there's a big, big issue. And I think it's just with how they're presented. Like that idea of having the women individually in different areas, it brings focus to them individually instead of just having them in the ring. Like, girl, uh-uh, I'm the man, watch me. I'm gonna flex my back. That does nothing. You're just regurgitating information and um, catchphrases that we already know about you. It's There's really no build. There's no build. Yeah. It's just showing these are the girls in the ring and they're Mm going to fight. So we're just going to have them fight right now just because they're going to fight in Australia. It does. It really does nothing, in my opinion. It's lacking in creativity also. Mm -hmm. What did you think, Rob? I thought the same thing you guys did. I just didn't really like basically how everybody It felt like everybody came out and they were just rushed to cut a promo. Um, I didn't really like I live. Morgan has got to stop doing the the emotional promos and what i mean is she's got to stop doing the i'm almost like i'm so emotional i'm almost gonna cry promos because then it starts to get to a point where i don't believe you when you get to like i'm not saying she's not i'm not saying she's not genuinely getting emotional but i'm like it starts to come to a point where i'm like okay are you forcing it or are you not forcing it um and yeah just don't we need to stop Uh, it should have just been interviews Sometimes we need to set, let certain people like Bianca. We've seen can cut a live promo. Becky, we've seen. You know, she she be doing her thing with live promos. You know, she uh sometimes it's hit or miss. But others like, why the fuck was was like Raquel out there cutting a live promo? We've really seen that she's not really good at that kind of thing. And so we need to start. We we just do interviews from now on. Or you could have did a whole fucking like a presser or something. But we didn't need a we didn't need a promo train. I feel like one. I feel like one thing we need to accept in 2023 is that stop making people that can't cut a promo cut a promo. And, and I think for those people, to me, an interview is not the same thing as a promo. Sami mm-hmm. Zayn's backstage thing was not a promo. He just literally did an interview, right? Even though he he could cut a promo, he did an interview, right? I think for people that for, for people that struggle to cut promos. Part of it is they're struggling to come off authentic when they speak to people and you don't believe them, right? For those types of people, the best way to make them believable is to bring them to the realest version of themselves. And the way to do that, I think, is to just literally have, like, literally speak to them as human beings. And so um, I think what they should embrace more, especially with some of these women like Raquel and stuff, sweetheart, save the catchphrases, just talk to her like a real person. Raquel, you're back from this fucking uh, situation that you had. How are you feeling about it? Are you happy to be back? What's your preparation like for this matchup? Um, what are your thoughts going into this chamber? And just literally interview her sincerely and have her give her real answers. Is it going to be maybe the most dynamic and exciting thing in the world? Maybe not. But guess what? If she comes off genuine and real, she'll ingratiate herself emotionally with some of these people. And some people might go, oh, I kind of fuck with Raquel. She seems like a down-to-earth person. I'm going mm-hmm. to root for this person. That's how people like athletes. You know, fucking Anthony, Anthony Edwards in the nba like you interview anthony edwards and he kind of like you, you just get a feel for like how he is as a person and you know you people get in them uh so that's how this thing works so again like uh, the idea that everybody has to just kind of be on 10 and have two catchphrases and the marketing thing and all the fuck i, I just think it's outdated and, and, and it doesn't work for everybody if I, to, if I wanted to see your catchphrase i'd buy your shirt brother exactly right so we followed this up with a much better promo this was gunther in front of a a steel guardrail, a steel fence. And he just basically was just talking his shit. And he said, uh, tonight is the greatest night in the career of Jey Uso. And he did his thing. I don't know why I sounded Scottish there, but 
he, he, he said that, that, was actually, that was actually a really good Gunther. That was actually a really good Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Gunther's funny because if you watch his promos, he always looks like he's about to laugh. And I not, love Gunther. Oh, not, in like a, not in like a, I'm watching my promo. He just kind of like, this nigga's funny. Like, I'm just a funny. Like, I don't know what it is. He, he always comes off so satisfied with himself. But um, he said that tonight was going to be the greatest night in Jey Uso's career because he can fulfill his dream of becoming a singles champion in WWE. Gunther says tonight when the bell rings, he will make Jay understand that Jay doesn't belong in the main event. Uh, we follow this up with another Nakamura promo. It's another one of these smoky room subtitles Nakamura promos where he's like, Sammy. <laughs> yeah, he's doing his thing. Um, he's doing I, his thing. I, I'm starting to zone out on these, to be honest with you. It's just, Sammy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and he's just like, I'm going to fill you with despair, and I'm going to ruin your life and make you a nightmare. And da, 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 da. Um, he's going to have a rematch with Sammy Zayn next week. Uh, hopefully, Sammy can get the win there. Uh, but uh, we followed this up, guys, with uh, one of the coolest things on the show. It was Chad Gable and Ivar. And uh, Chad Gable... Faced Ivar a couple weeks ago on Raw. It was his first singles match in a while. Chad was, was quietly injured for December. Uh, but Gable had a very good match with Ivar on TV a couple weeks ago. But he did not win, guys. He failed to win. Valhalla interfered. She uh, she kind of just dropped her hot breath in Chad's face. And then Chad was distracted. And then, boom, Ivar got the win. Uh, but uh, she was left in the back this time. Ivar fought him face-to-face -face like a man. And uh, they had a really, really cool match. It wasn't super long. Um, it wasn't treated like the main event at WrestleMania, but it was still good nevertheless. Uh, Ivar did a couple big moves. He tried to do the crossbody splash to the uh, to the outside apron LED. Uh, Chad moved out the way. Um, uh, what's it called? Ivar did a jumping teabag off the top rope to Chad Gable. Crushed him with that. Uh, he went for a moonsault. Chad moves out the way from the moonsault. Chad Chad was trying to get him with a German suplex earlier, and he got him like uh, on the outside. He tried to go for it, but his back gave out. But here in the middle of the ring, he's going for it. Ivar's this big, fat motherfucker. Crowd is like, oh, my God. Oh, they're, they're, they're getting up for it, right? And boom, he lands the bridging German suplex. And it's it's fucking awesome. It's this big, dramatic spot. Chad's excited. He takes the straps off like he's Kurt Angle. He's like, let's fucking go. The crowd is going Gable. He goes to the top rope. Boom, diving headbutt. Um, or, or, or no, wasn't it a moon? He did a moonsault, I believe. Actually, oh no, he did a he, yeah, he did a moonsault, brother. The moonsault one, two, Ivar kicks out, boom, right into the ankle lock. Crowd is going crazy for this at this point, right into the ankle lock. And Chad gets Ivar to submit. Ivar taps out. Chad Gable gets his first singles victory in a couple months, actually, which is insane. Uh, first singles victory in a couple months. Chad Gable's back on the winning path, and he is uh beginning his road to WrestleMania. Uh, Jana, what did you think of Ivar and Chad Gable? Again, Chad Gable. I need to see him with a championship this year. But I just, again, like I said earlier, he makes moments. He does, like, I, I, again, I have to say, I hated the whole Shorty Gable thing because they were like, oh, he's little, he's little. He's little, but he makes these big ass moments that some heavyweights in this division cannot make to save, mm -hmm. like, to save themselves at all. To take someone like Ivar, who naturally people wouldn't be like, oh my God, he's fighting Ivar, and make a moment out of that and do like a bridging suplex, do hit all these moves and keep the crowd engaged, that takes a lot to do. And he's very entertaining. So to watch Gable, I love it. Because he'll make me, he always makes me excited for any match, as long as he's in it. That's big facts. I hope he I hope he gets the match against Gunther at WrestleMania. Rob, what did you That would think? be a beautiful match, let me just tell you. It'd be fucking amazing. Five stars. 
I agree. I I like I said, like I was saying earlier, um, when I was supposed to be re- re- uh, reviewing the tag match. Mm-hmm. Um, this is wrestling. Like I said, I yelled in Ibu's DMs earlier uh, last night during the uh, the opener, and I said, "Listen, this is WrestleMania season. This is what this is supposed to be. It's it's who? But like I said, WrestleMania. Everybody says the biggest purse, the biggest uh, the biggest money making event of the year. It's your biggest check of the year. So everybody's gonna do everything in their power to try to get to WrestleMania so they can get that check. So you get that not only that check, they can get that spotlight. They can get their WrestleMania moment that they seen the mm-hmm. wrestlers that they loved as a kid that get at WrestleMania. And so Gunther and Ivar are basically going out there and fighting and, and fighting for it. Not fighting for it, but basically showing that uh, my goal and Chad Gable saying it's time to ch- focus on Chad Gable and it's my time to go to WrestleMania. I feel like it's basically him saying, I'm going to go to WrestleMania and I'm going to finish my fucking story. Everybody's talking about finishing their story. I'm going to finish my fucking story, too, which he told y'all after he ta- after he lost to Gunther. He told y'all, I will not stop until I get the Intercontinental Championship. And hopefully Gunther is still the champion for when I go for that title. So, Yep. We were backstage with Drew McIntyre and Kathy Kelly. And, uh, Drew points out that he was indeed the second person to pin Cody since his return. Kathy asked Drew about the bloodline's interference and if he's a hypocrite. Drew says he wanted to beat up the bloodline, uh, but he had to think big picture. Drew says he's doing all of this for Raw and the fans, which was hilarious because it was obviously an insincere line. Uh, but uh, he said he's only focused on the world championship. Um, but yeah, man, he's just the best character in WWE. That's the bottom line. He's wearing the rest in peace CM Punk shirt while he's cutting this promo. Uh, we then cut to a different angle backstage where the New Day are just talking straight to the camera. And um, they said, tonight's tonight, Jay Uso becomes the Intercontinental Champion. And next week, it's going to be their turn. Kobe Kingston says Imperium tried to end his career, so they are coming for everything. Xavier Woods says it's been a brawl after brawl, so next week, it'll be a street fight. So it's going to be, uh, sorry, it's going to be the New Day versus Imperium in a street fight. Um, all their matches so far have been very heated and electric, but they've all mostly ended in non-finishes. So this looks to be the blow-off for that. So that'll be fun. Um, and it was main event time, guys. Jay Uso challenged for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther was in the ring. Big introductions. Uh, big fight feel. There was 20 minutes left. Uh, there was 20 minutes left on the show when this thing started. And uh, it pretty much, like, the first half of this was just like a fucking beatdown. Like, Gunther was just beating the fucking dog shit out of this dude, Jey Uso. Uh, chopping him all over the place, throwing him around, kicking him, fucking, he had him on the top row, bent over. He had, was putting his foot in his face and shit. Uh, like I said, just beating the dog shit out of Jey Uso. And when we come out of the first commercial break, this is continuing. Um, eventually, Gunther hits him with like a powerbomb pretty early in. There's like four, like, there's 15 minutes left in Raw, and he hit him with a powerbomb. Jay kicked out of Gunther's powerbomb. And again, a lot of back and forth action. Uh, Jay starts to kind of match Gunther's intensity. He's, he's, he's hitting him back with elbows. They're trading elbows. They're trading strikes. They're doing chops back and forth. Uh, but again, it's one of those things where it does appear like Gunther is the person who uh, has the upper hand here in this match. Um, ultimately, though, after the last commercial break, Jay Uso's mounting a big comeback, and he hits Gunther with a spear. Gunther kicks out. And he starts to rattle off like a, like five spears on this dude, including one on the apron where Gunther's like on the apron picking himself up on the ropes. Jay gets him again with a spear, pulls him in the ring. Uso splash the whole nine yards. 
And I'm like, is Jay Uso going to beat Gunther and win this Intercontinental Championship? Is that what we're doing here? Is 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 this really the moment main event Jay Uso wins his first singles championship in WWE? And uh, I guess we'll never know, folks, because the bell started ringing repeatedly. And the camera pans over. And it's fucking Jimmy Uso. He pulls his hood up. Jimmy Uso with his fucking evil grin. He's ringing the bell over and over and over again. And you're like, no fucking way. Security's out to try to escort him out the building. Jay does a dive onto him. Um, he gets back in. He's able to spear Gunther, if I'm not mistaken. He goes up for the top with a big Uso splash. Um, Gunther gets his knees up and then rolls him up for the pinfall. And so Gunther retains against uh, against Jay Uso. He is still inter- Hold on. He's still the Intercontinental Champion. And as Gunther walks out, Jimmy gets back <laughs> in the ring. And he's punching him. And he's like, you thought this was over? This ain't over till I say it's over. I'm the big brother. Don't forget I'm the big brother. Oh, <laughs> Why do you me. sound like him? Yeah. <laughs> he he just, no so matter how big you get, I'm always the big brother. He's I'm the big brother. I'm the big brother, who's you know, and so he, he's pushing <laughs> him and stuff. Yeah, right. Y'all the twos, we the ones. No, so he's punching him and shit. Y'all the twos? <laughs> y'all the twos and we the ones. He's punching him. I got to say, I can't lie to you. I haven't been crazy about singles Jimmy Uso. There's a reason they pivoted to make him more of a comedy character. because it's hard to, he's hard to take seriously. But in a weird way, I just thought this was very entertaining because he's beating him up. And I'm like, I don't know, Jimmy Uso's just kind of funny to me. And, and he's throwing the one up slowly with like this evil smirk on his face. And I, I pointed out two things. Number one, this is getting a lot of heat. Number two, Jimmy has lost some weight. I think he realized it's mania season. It's time to get do some cardio, you know, get right. Uh, but uh, he does the he does an Uso splash onto Jimmy. I'm uh, sorry, onto Jay. And then he gets back up and he does a, a frog splash, a pretty good one. Oh my god, yo, that frog splash. Hey, he did yo, pre- that fucking frog splash. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good frog splash. It was a frog splash of, yo, the spirit of Eddie Guerrero just was like, um, all right, let's, let's relax. <laughs> let's relax. That was, nah, nah, but nah, the spirit, I don't know what came over that nigga, but he said, yo, I got to do this frog splash right. Sure. And so um, the bottom line is it's very obvious. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso are headed on a collision course for WrestleMania. This is the payoff to the to, to Jimmy turning on Jay at SummerSlam last year. They successfully held this thing off until WrestleMania. And so this thing is now coming into fruition. Um, I thought the match with Gunther was a good match. Um, and to be honest with you, I actually, people are going to act like, like this isn't the case. I, I expected it to go this way. I expected Jay was going to have a chance to win a championship and it was going to get screwed out of it by, by Jimmy. And that was going to be the catalyst for their match. Oh, yeah. So it played out about how I expected it to. And again, I, I thought the match was good. Gunther, Gunther never has a bad match. You know what I mean? Like he's he's Gunther. Uh, and I thought Jay matched his intensity pretty well. He did his thing. Um, he doesn't have like a really complex moveset. Jay, I was talking to AO about this last night. Like he doesn't have like a crazy bag, but he's over and, and he he picks his timing of when he does what he what he does is what makes his matches work. Like the spear, the splash, you know, all that type of stuff. But um yeah, I, I I thought oh this whole thing was a pretty good piece of business. What did you think, Rob? Hey man, I'm just letting y'all know we're back up. The bloodline is back. Oh God, we're this so is... back. Did y'all see what we did on Friday? Did y'all see the promo we cut on Friday? Who is me? Born in the ring. Oh, Rob, you are home right now. Like, but listen, 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 listen. This Saturday, 
Cody and Seth, you watch your words. Remember what we, hey, Grayson Waller, remember what we told you to ask. What? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm doing my thing. What? <laughs> Bro, yo, you You're didn't just see that? Right now. Yo, you didn't see that? You didn't see that? Uh, that that Twitter video? It was uh, Roman and Paul sitting on the couch, and he was like, "Yo, Ro- yo, Paul, tell Grayson Waller to ask the right questions." I I did see this. I did see. This. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But um, oh Rob, God. did you like the main event match? Oh, yeah, I love the main Can event. Stop cosplaying as a bloodline member and you're so mad. You're just so mad. Um, I love the main event though. The main event was really good. Um, Jay Uso has really, really improved. I think as a as a as a wrestler, uh, as a singles wrestler especially. Um, I think he's way better than he was a couple years ago. His bag. He doesn't really have a bag, but his bag works for him. If that makes sense. So it's it's basically his Uso move set, but like turned up to a ten. So as a singles wrestler, uh, I and I did like the aspect of the match that I did like is that Gunther didn't kill Jay Uso like he kills everybody else. He didn't hit him with the the lariat and the power bomb and the splash and all that shit to beat him. He just beat him. He he roll. He had to roll him up to basically escape him. So that's what I, I that's what I really enjoyed about that match. What did you think, Jonna? I, I liked it. I liked everything from start to finish. I feel like they're both so over every moment, like when Jay is just going for all these spears. And then you have those moments where it's like, oh, my God, he's going to go for it. And for them to finally plant that seed for WrestleMania officially with the foreshadowing of the WrestleMania sign behind them. Chef's mm-hmm. kiss. I'm really excited for that because. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last time two brothers have fought at WrestleMania was was it Jeff and Matt? I think it was Jeff and yes. Matt. So, and uh, that it was like everybody's like, "Oh, Jeff is gonna win," and then what happened? Matt won. So it could go either way. And I love sibling rivalries in wrestling. I feel like they slap all the time. I don't. I hate wrestling brother versus brother feuds. But <laughs> what I noticed about you this, hate them. yeah, I, I hate them. Here's the thing: what I noticed, he about hates them. fun guys. I guess so. I'm no fun backup hangman. My thing about them is usually it's a team that shouldn't be broken up, but they got broken up. And here's the thing. There's always going to be the, there's always the Michael Jackson of the group, you know, in this case, it's Jey Uso. It is. And, and, and what they do with these things is they try to overcompensate and try to make something out of the other guy who really shouldn't be a singles wrestler. And in that, in that process, they have them win the singles match. Like in, in Matt Hardy beat Jeff Hardy. Jimmy Uso is probably going to beat Jay because he needs it more. And mm-hmm. um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if it gets over. I just can't wait till we get to the eventual point where the Usos reunite. Hopefully we get to that sooner rather than later. Uh, who knows <laughs> how long it takes. Uh, but you guys we'll have to wait how- two years, brother. I think it happens this year. I think it happens this year. You're going to get a dramatic bloodline segment at the start of SmackDown. It's 28 minutes long. And it's just oh, like, God. I love you, Us. I always love you. And he's like, no. The SmackDown Oops. after Mania. No. Because no, if you loved me, you would have let me win all those titles. No, Oos. When you I was getting beat up by Roman, Oos, I was by your side, Oos. And he's like, no, Oos. No, you wasn't, Oos. And they're just saying, Oos, and they're crying. You love me, Oos. You don't love me, Oos. Solo's grabbing his thumb in the corner, and Paul Heyman's standing there fucking bobbling his head and shit. And Roman's just like, is this true, Jimmy? And he's like, hey, no, no, Roman be sitting in the background, like, huh, huh, you heard him. Like, I always loved you. Roman's huh? gonna step in and be like, huh, 
Jimmy, hug your brother. And Why are you guys talking he like loved you in that, right He, he would have been like, he would have been like, if he, did he really love you? If the he loved you, he would have let ordered. you. He, if he loved you, he would have let you come become the tribal chief. And then he'd be like, you see me. I exactly. loved you. I gave you a table. Jay, I want you to know something. Even when they didn't love you, I loved you. And Jay's oh. like, you wait, like bro. People was waiting for this moment. This is what they're going to do a fucking, it's going to be 29 minutes. Beast is going to call it cinema. Oh my they're going to hug. Oh God. They're all going to hug. And the camera angle is going to show Roman had an evil smile while he was hugging. And then they're going to be like, did you guys notice this really subtle thing that was super subtle and like hard to notice? And it's like a really like. Zoomed in in the 8K camera lens. If you really. It's hard to notice, by the way. It's really subtle. Roman is like manipulating them. It's like a really like behind the scenes kind of story beat. I don't know if you guys- You're so mad that we're just so good at storytelling. It's and so... they're gonna say this while like Michael Cole's on commentary, they're like, I think the tribal chief is manipulating the Usos. And it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways. <laughs> you guys got yeah. really into that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was kind of fun. But yeah, the brother versus- You love me, Us. You love me. It's I just love me. You. Oh my God. Um, anyways, the brother versus brother feud is underway, folks. Uh, I thought Raw was pretty good overall. Again, I like I like a lot of the new presentation aspects. And uh, we're going into the Elimination Chamber. It's this Saturday in Perth, Australia. Most of the talent roster are flying over today, if if not already. SmackDown oh, has wow. a, yeah, SmackDown already got taped last week for, for this week's show. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Guys, before we wrap up, let's get our last couple super chats in. Get your super chats in. This is your last opportunity to do so. And um, we got a good bit. Yeah, just get them in, get them in, because we're gonna get out of here in about 10 minutes or so. Um, John, why don't you read the first few of these? Okay. So Hush Z sent five dollars. Mm. I will complain about this weekly. There is no way Triple H can go from Jen Johnson and be satisfied with be with oh that's perfect english with trash rebel <laughs> worst part of wwe for sure i yeah, am with you i agree i was listening to the jim johnston like little compilations on apple music the other day and then i'm going back and forth with def rebel not it i miss cfos if you guys remember them yes yeah, the cfos were really good they had really good music like their night of gold song that ended up being used for like every hall of fame ceremony that was a top tier song i hate all the generic music now it sounds like the pre-made music on like 2k when you play my universe yeah it's like <laughs> it's like when fucking it's like you you'll listen to three people come out back to back in the royal rumble and like uh, like a lot of our friends that don't watch a like that just watch aw don't watch wwe like, yo, I thought like the same person was coming out three times back to back because they don't change the themes. The themes all sound literally the exact same. It was a there was a period where I where I thought Braun Breaker, Tommaso Ciampa, and like another person on NXT during NXT 2.0 had the same theme. Mm -hmm. Like they don't they don't try anymore. So, um, go ahead. No, Jacob Donnelly sent $2. Respect former NWA champion Big Ron Killings. I'm all for Ron Killings, okay? I'm one of the biggest <laughs> Archer stands out there. That's my uncle. Absolutely. It's a beast, bro. 
And he's not old and broken down. He's he's still doing his court. He's in moves. shape. Very charismatic. Ryan yeah. Muhammad sent that's pounds, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> I so. yeah, yeah, it is. It sure. is. Oh wow. The more um, EU looking one is Euros. Wow. That. Do you think Punk is hosting Mania? I feel like he may be a Roddy Piper baby face, ace instigator for Team Cody. Phil be moving a lot of merch. Phil do be moving a lot of merch. Um, I don't ah. think he's hosting Mania. I don't think he's hosting Mania. Unfortunately, Jay like, Uso moving more. I I have no issue with uh, CM Punk being involved on TV. I don't think he should be a host. That's not like his personality, you know. Right. Like CM Punk being like, "Welcome everyone to WrestleMania in Philadelphia." It's like, what the fuck, you know? So I'd rather you just give like Cody like a a, a rah rah speech on Raw before uh, WrestleMania because uh, the go home show is in Chicago. So he definitely has to make Yeah, the go home WrestleMania episode is in Chicago. So he definitely has to make an appearance. He absolutely should cut a promo on that show. Um, Hosting, though, I I don't know about hosting. Hosting's kind of that's the shit Miz does, you know. But uh, Miz has that personality. He's Hollywood, you know. Punk isn't. I do not want to see him in a suit with that fucking sling over a tailored suit. Walking oh, I need that. No, I don't. Let the man heal. Let him watch it from like the back or something. <laughs> I need that. Worth mentioning, CM Punk was backstage at last night's Raw. He um, he was uh, he he cut a promo saying that next time they're in Anaheim, California, he will have his boots on and wrestle. And uh, they were giving away like shoes and T-shirts to the crowd. It was him, Cody Rhodes, and Jay Uso. So, uh, yeah, listen, I I don't mind Punk popping in here and there, but I, he should be focusing on his rehab. Ryan again sent. Oof, you guys are gonna have to tell me what the currency is. <laughs> Sammy J, Cody, Seth, and Punk. In parentheses, Nick Fury. The Avengers, the new WWE Avengers. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Whatever that means. That's crazy. I'm um... down. Jumanji Hunter sent five dollars. Sammy should take Drew's chamber spot. In parentheses, kind of heelish, but turnabout. Lead to triple threat at Mania for WHC. Ooh. Yo. Mm. Ooh. Wait, hold on. Before you address this, I'm fucking dying, bro. Uh, the, the uh, Everybody's correcting me that the go-home show is in Brooklyn, not Chicago. The Chicago's the week before Ooh. Brooklyn. <laughs> Kimberly said Ebo was so washed. Oh, my God. Damn. Such a fake, a fake real life, like just fake CM Punk fan. Like, it's just so crazy. Listen, we botch here and there. So, anyway, Jumanji said Sammy I've should never botch. spot. Honestly, I wouldn't. That would be kind of fire. Right. I wouldn't be mad at that. That would eat. Would, that would be so eat. fucking gas, actually. Oh, my God. I'm not complaining. I, I, I'll, I, I'd, I'd be down. For you know, that. they haven't they, they haven't done a seven man. EC in like four or five years. The last they have the last time they did one was uh the one where Braun Strowman eliminated everybody and Roman won at the end. So I forgot all about Strowman. We'll see how it we'll see how it all plays out. I like that though, Jumanji. Indie Bad sent MX twenty dollars. Not too much on my sister, okay? I feel like if she just took more time and trained in the performance center before just getting ushered in because she was part of the way, I feel like she would be better suited. 
Um, because I feel like she needs to tweak stuff about her character, her presentation. It's just it gives me like knockoff. This is gonna sound mean. It gives me somewhat knockoff like Bailey Hugger vibes. Like I'm just here to have fun. Like she's been uh she's been wrestling for ten years. Um, at this point, and uh, she's uh, she's in the she's in the PC for like five. I know. But she you can know? still like hone in on some skills. No, it's it, that's that that train has long passed the whatever the fuck. Um, Will Chisholm five dollars. I never thought I would hear a genuine name drop on WWE TV. Thanks, R Truth. He did name drop a genuine. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Isra, that's my wife, guys. Jana needs a WP Divas chain now. Plus, eyes on Rafa Free Palestine. You know that's right. You know that. Thank you, Isra. Thank you so I mean... much for that. We love you. We can't wait to see you back on the channel. You are welcome anytime you want on the Raw Review to pop in and, uh, you know, pop your shit. Kimberly sent a $2. I like your Zendaya picture. And she put the heart. So I'm going to give you a heart as well. <laughs> Scott. CA $2.79. That's very specific. Did you know Naya was born in Australia? No. What the I didn't. fuck? I'm not deep into the Nia Jax lore. <laughs> Nia Jax lore. I did not know that shit. I, I highly doubt she grew up in Australia, though. No. Oh, oh definitely. She's, like she's from fucking West California. Right, right. <laughs> Trust the process. 34 sent $2. Time for Knack to apply for that CDL. Yo, come on. Hey, man. You're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't. It's don't. Been, been time for Shinsuke, you know? Yo, yo. We don't speak of my big cousin Nakamura. Or we gonna find niggas, and they gonna touch you. Whoa! What? And, uh, Kimberly, one ninety nine. Um, you all will respect Big Jim Uso. We the ones. Cook, cook, cook. Kimberly, cook. Respect is a stretch, but he has been entertaining. <laughs> what do you Aww. mean respect is a stretch? Respect is a stretch. You know. Respect is I school. like Jimmy. He's fun. You know, he's all right, you know. He's doing anything. You know. Will Chisholm again. $5. I never got why Vince didn't like short guys because he let HBK get away with everything <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> 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 he thought he was sexy. So that, that's why. He, Yo, that know. nigga Vince, when Shawn Michaels would do a suicide, ah, maneuver. <laughs> yeah, he was, he had, he had you had a crush on Shawn Michaels. That's right, why, boy. you know, he's not too much on HBK though. No, he's good. I'm talking about Vince's horniness. I had a crush all on his him. moves. I wasn't born yet, but I had a crush on him. Vince had, well, we let's just say Vince had a bigger crush on Shawn oh, than for sure. most people. Um, go ahead. Hush Z sent two dollars. Thanks again. Back to B Team Bloodline main events on SD. Woo. Oh, I'm gonna take that woo as you being devastated. Um, <laughs> the bloodline main events, you don't come for me. They used to eat, they ate, they ate. Oh, it's oh fun, and people were engaged, and the viewership would always peak. I don't want to sound like Rob oh or anything, gosh. but yeah, you're you're for their too, so <laughs> oh my gosh, she's talking that shit. 
I, I don't know about all that. I, I do not need solo Jimmy tags in the main event of SmackDown again. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you don't need. Mm. I don't know about that. <laughs> this man dropped a flex bomb like he said something. What's the, it doesn't what matter what you don't need. Yeah. Okay. What are the next fucking super chat, Rob? Steiner math. I don't know why I yelled that, but sent $5. <laughs> Imagine telling a longtime Laps fan that Stardust and the Rhodes Scholar is not is the most over guy in the company. Rhodes Scholar. Um, oh, oh, he's he's talking about the same person as Cody. Okay, okay. Yeah, it took oh, me a Rhodes hot minute. Rhodes Scholar, to nigga. Yeah. <laughs> nigga said Rhodes Scholar, nigga. Rhodes Scholars. That was Cody and uh and Sandow, right? I, I I vaguely remember this. Nevertheless, yes, yes. yes. Damien Sandow. Yeah, you remember him? Oh my God, that's a throwback. Okay. Yeah, the intellectual savior of the masses, Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow. Yeah, he, he was I. He was I back in the day. I. I he never moved me. <laughs> Damien Sandow never moved you. No. He's doing his thing. I always you know. thought he was weird. I used to get him mixed up with Elias for a hot minute. I'm crying. Big intellectual savior of the masses. It's just a white guy with a Rob loves these like six out of ten wrestlers, you know. But <laughs> no, listen, don't don't diss a six out of ten wrestler on Rob. He will like fight you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's it's a... not it's not. We don't we don't we don't. Y'all wasn't watching NWA Power. Uh, oh god. Um Will Chisholm, hey bestie. Ooh, ten dollars. When it comes to NXT call-ups for triple H and HBK, talk about who's going up. Or is it Ho Vince to Triple H and Hustle? Say I want the and forget your storyline. I don't know what I just read. Yeah, so so John, <laughs> what you're gonna learn is Will sometimes he ha- he like has a, a he has chop battles with the English language in these super chats. Like he really will just kind of <laughs> he doesn't proofread, right? And what he likes to do is he likes to confuse live on air and we have to just kind of figure out what the fuck he's saying. I'm going to reread this mic right now and see if I can figure this out. Uh, when it comes to... I think what he's saying is do do Vince and... Sh- sorry, do Hunter and Sean have a discussion about the call-ups before they do it? And what I can say is what Triple H does is when he decides he wants someone, he's going to get that person. But if Sean still had things he wanted to do with them, Hunter will allow them to do double duty until they're wrapped up. And so that's what he did with Dragon Lee. That's what's happening with Braun Breaker. So that's kind of how that goes, Will. I love Braun. I love him dearly. Yeah, he's that dude. He's doing he's his thing. So good. Ryan again. Um, CM Punk being the Nick Fury for Team Cody. I can dig it. I can dig it. Mm. Okay. I'm not moved. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't. I. Oh, I can't. I'm not. I'm not moved by it. But I like the effort, Ryan. I. I'm. I'm pro. Here's the thing. WrestleMania's in Philadelphia this year. They could do a big Rocky training sequence thing. You know, Punk could be fucking uh, Mick. He could just be like in the gym while Cody's running laps and shit, giving him advice. You know, I, I could dig it. You know, they could do something like that. But Thank you, you love Punk. I do. So, of course, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not a bad idea. Steiner Math again with the $5. People will care more about Cody chasing the title than Champ Cody. Cody getting exposed when he can't milk finish the storyline phrase. 
No. What's yo, yo, yo. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see them numbers last year? The numbers is looking a little shaky. Shut the fuck up, Rob. Um, it is it is a proven fact that Cody Rhodes got Monday Night Raw kicked off of cable, by the way. This is a proven fact. All right, so check this out. Uh Steiner <laughs> Man, this this takes stinks. Um a lot of people <laughs> fuck up, Rob. Basically, people are doing this thing where they're like, Oh my god, he can't finish the story because then what? Then what is he has a baby face world title reign? What is wrong with people? Yo, yo, Why yo. are you guys so like like just backwards in your thinking has, has 2010's wwe fried you that much where you think i need no, your help I, no. I can't find money that role what channel is it on shut oh yeah it's up. on fucking netflix shut up rob here's the thing the point of wrestling is for a baby face to have a journey where they chase a goal that they then achieve to then be the top baby face champion that's the point of wrestling. The idea that they should always fucking fail and never finish their goals is stupid. You're pe- you're not rewarding people's investment if Cody Rhodes doesn't finish his story and then hold up hold on the championship. You're talking about all he has is finish the story, all he has is this and that. Bro, he's been the top face of the company for a year with no belt. He makes you still all looking the- for that channel, Rob? I just I, I can't. I think I, I I might have to try Spike TV. I don't know why not. I just can't find where Roy is. I just... been the top we got to try Pluto TV, maybe even Fubo. He has been main eventing all these house shows. He has been main eventing these TVs. He's the top guy. This will not change when he has the belt on his shoulders. This is the same way Hulk Hogan was the top guy, same way Shawn Michaels, same way The Rock was the top guy, so on and so forth. And the people are ready for it. They want it. They love him. They're ready to embrace him. Just... And it's going to happen. And you know what's going to happen? Rob is going to cry about it. So yeah, I gotta cry. You know why? Because I gotta spend thirty dollars a month on Netflix because Cody Rhodes got them kicked off a of cable, and now they have to be on the streaming service. If That's you have why I'm gonna cry. If you have T-Mobile, though. Oh no, they're I taking know. all that shit away. T-Mobile. They're saying you now nah, when Raw going internet. there, you got now nah, they said when Raw going there, you got to pay the thirty dollars a month. What? Got, now, yep. Hey, listen. Oh God! <laughs> I, if somebody's trying to hook me up with their Netflix, once that shit goes down, you, you, you no, 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 Cody fan, you can go get your, you know, you know, you can go get your Netflix. <laughs> hey, hey, it's cool. We are gonna be on USA Network. Cody going to SmackDown, baby. That's what we doing. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. He, he taking Roman's seat. Yo, you that nigga's think, not you, gonna be here. If you don't think that big gold boat going to SmackDown, I got all oh, I'm afraid y'all got some bad news, brother. Go to the next super chat. <laughs> oh, man, you're just so mad. Hancho. Um, Five dollars, gracias. Ibu, there's no way face is winning. There's no way every face is winning. Plus, title changing at Mania. Let's be fucking for real. Shout out to the Black mm-hmm. Queen, Jana. Thank we you. shall see, Huncho. Thank you so much for your super chat donation. Wow. I'll be forgetting I have this. I want one of those. Hush sent five dollars. Do y'all have any insight on how WWE or AEW goes about wrestlers who are just doing bad? Are they upfront about them or just stop using them? <laughs> you man is walking in like, yo, so like you've just been doing bad. Like, right, you, like you fucking suck. You should just know you, <laughs> yo, I can't cap. Like, you, yo, brother, you stink, nigga. Like, what are you to doing? Answer you, uh, nobody's upfront about anything in the wrestling business and everything's passive aggressive. So usually people just stop getting used. They mm-hmm. used to have people that were up front. That's why they got fired because they got complaints. They were hurting people's feelings. Oh, bro, you just bad. 
Steve-O sent $50. Wow. And it's in my favorite color, pink. Welcome, Jana. The Raw After WrestleMania review will be so beast when we all celebrate the never-ending historic reign of, our, reign of our tribal chief. If you smell what the bloodline is cooking, once, 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 once. Thank Steve -O, you. Oh my Thank God. you so much. $50 super chat. Oh, my God. We the ones. <laughs> what does this one do? It is... It is unfortunate that the sentiment shared in the super chat is this one, but I appreciate the donation. Steve O, God bless you. I just hopefully, and, you uh, know, hopefully I can find Raw on TNT. I just I, I maybe but I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll find it one day. We'll find the channel one day. Never right. Anything else, Rob? <laughs> no, that's the last super chat. That's the last super chat. <laughs> All right, guys. Our time on the Raw Review has come to an end. I've had a lot of fun here, but it is uh, it is time here. We rent all the Super Chats. We reviewed the show. Jana finally got uh, her stream yard underway. And once she got going, I thought she did a really good job on her first show. So I'm going to give you your tens. And thank you uh, for for just being a great a great co-host. Hey, hold on. I got to gotta read. I got to read something. Chris told me to tell Miss Jenna that I, she said he said she is doing amazing on her WrestlePeers debate and that she has returned my love not only for <laughs> wrestling, not only for WrestlePeers but also wrestling. Hashtag Black Queens saved me. <laughs> I respect it. I, respect it. <laughs> I love Chris. I wish he was here. <laughs> he would have said some weird hmm. shit. Though. Maybe you know. Maybe we can. Um. Uh, you can, know uh, what. I'm going to leave three minutes open for, for any of these idiots to pop by if they want to. So um, if you want to toss them, if you want to toss them a link, Rob, feel free. Got you, I got I'm you. giving them three minutes. These idiots is kind of crazy. Be, to be hooligans. They're going to whoop your ass for that. I would, I would, I would beat Chris in two minutes. Yo, yo, Chris, yo, Chris, me personally, <laughs> I would not, not <laughs> me, you know, me, because, you know, I just. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't take that me myself, but hey. you could you could pass the stream yard along, Rob. To, 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 oh to no, the... they, they, I, I sent it. I sent it. They should be. Uh... Right. Well, I'm excited. Maybe I'll put. Wait, does this mean I put the WP in my? Twitter? Yeah. Yes. You know yeah, what? Yeah. We can officially say that Jaina is all hashtag all WP. Uh, the graphic can be put up. She is part of the roster, and. Uh, <laughs> Dana will be on the raw reviews going forward. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. John, is there anything you'd like to tell the audience? Guys, let's get your feedback. What do you, how do you think she did? I thought she did a good job once her, uh, her I'm wife. I'm getting cooked. <laughs> Imagine. Amanda, like, we fucking hate her. She's, she's terrible. Imagine. Fuck her. Get her off the fucking screen. <laughs> Listen, this was a pretty, we do have a very honest audience. And when they don't like somebody on air, they will absolutely say it, so. Uh, oh, hopefully not. I hope they liked you. I hope. I hope liked... I'm in my baby face era right now. Right, right. Give it yeah. four weeks. I'm gonna be healed very soon. Yeah, before they get fickle and they're like, actually, we don't like this person. <laughs> She's uh, overpushed. I get <laughs> that. That was me. I was a. I would pop on podcasts and people were like, oh fuck. I'm like, damn. Like, what the? Come on. Uh, no, so... this was fun. Aside from my technical difficulties, this was really fun. I had a good mm -hmm. time. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was getting stressed out. You know, we had a little bit of a, you know, we had a little bit of some, some, some difficulties. I got nervous. I was like, is this gonna work? But uh, <laughs> yeah, once, once, once uh, your wife I stopped fighting, I thought we had, we, we had a pretty good show here. So yeah, uh, enjoy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, guys, again, if you haven't already, please like the video, subscribe, send super chats. Uh, we will be back next week for a raw review, of course. Um, Monty wants to do some type of elimination chamber coverage. Rob, is this on Saturday or Sunday? Yes, it is on Saturday. So we would have to do that Friday because it's early Saturday, unless we're covering the post, oh, doing like right. a post show. We you're, can do a post show. You're saying a lot. I just asked when the show is, and you're trying to like, when is the show? It's this Saturday. It's like early Saturday morning, right? Yeah. So I just said this. All right. Uh, that's kind of a hard one. I'm not going to stay up for the show, so I don't, I don't know. But Monty's probably going to try to do a post show of some kind. Uh, we'll see. But we will, we will cover the show in some form or fashion over the weekend, probably. And uh, we will all be back on Tuesday again for the Raw Review. Guys, for Jana, for Rob, I'm Ibu of Russell Pierce. Guys, thank you so much for watching the Raw Review, and we'll see you guys next time. Did she 